microphone. Can you hear me now? Another cell phone commercial. Well, today uh, we're going to be learning about God's apps. And let me tell you, if, you know, I, Apple is rolling out their 15,000 apps and how powerful they are. Let me tell you, they don't even come close to the apps that we have here in this, in this book. It will forever change your life. And that's what we're going to look at today. And as Josh talked about last week, there are one billion applications that have been downloaded. So what does that tell you? People are, are using their apps. But today we've got to make sure that we're using our apps that God gives us. And we're applying His Word. And we're using it. wanted to read this, this uh, comparison. I wonder what would happen if we treated our Bibles like we treat our cell phones. What if we carried around, what if we carried it around in our purses or pockets? And what if we turned back to go and get it if we forgot it at home? What if we flipped through it several times a day? What if we used it to receive messages? What if we treated it like we couldn't live without it? What if we gave it to our kids as gifts? What if we used it as we traveled? What if we used it in case of an emergency? What if we upgraded it to get the latest version? This is something that can make you go, hmm, where's my Bible? Oh, and one more thing. Unlike our cell phones, we don't even have to worry about our Bibles being disconnected because Jesus already paid the bill. Do you have a message for me? You need to come up here and... He needs to look at my, my device. Okay, I didn't do anything to it. Promise. Keep talking. Okay, can you hear me now? See, did I do it? What I do? I did. I did it. I'm sorry. I apologize to you and I apologize to all of you. Technology, man, it's, it's, it can make your life more complicated. But you know, uh, today we're going to learn about how important it is to apply God's Word. But, you know, you think about that, how often we get stressed out, where's my cell phone? And we don't worry, where's my Bible? And we live in a time right now in our society that there are more Bibles in circulation. The Word of God is more readily accurate accessible than any other time that we've lived in history. Did you know that? But Bible illiteracy is at an all-time low. Meaning we've got it, but we're not using it. And it's very important. And we're going to look at a scripture here in Proverbs chapter 4. You know, and you've heard of a lot of people that read their Bible all the way through, beginning to end several times. And they memorize the Bible. But if there's one thing you're going to memorize is this Scripture. I want to encourage you. If there's one Scripture you can memorize in the Bible that will help you with your life, this is it. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. Read with me. It's up on the screen. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health 
to a whole man's body. And this is Solomon speaking to his son. But you know how I hear this scripture? I hear it as God speaking to me. Not to you, not to us, to me. I, that's how I hear this scripture. And listen to what, what God is trying to say. Don't let them out of your sight. Why? Because they're so important. They're vital to your life. Keep them within where? A lot of people do this. They, they get the Bible in their head, but it's not in their heart. And what happens? It doesn't do the job. The Bible has to be in our hearts. And that's what I want to speak to today. I don't want to speak to your head. I don't want to speak to your ears. I want to speak to your hearts today. So I want to ask you, open wide your heart to God and His Word. So let's begin with a word of prayer because He's the only one that knows our heart and that can help us with our hearts. Let's pray. God, we thank You for the rollout of the contribution today and the generosity of so many and the work that's been done and the, and the effort that's been made for our brothers and sisters around the world. God, we pray that You will bless every penny of what we've given and use it to save souls. More souls than any year we've ever seen, God. We pray that You will bless our church and we pray that today we can receive Your Word with open hearts. Let it fall on fertile ground and help it to change us. God, we love You. We thank You for Your Son. And it's in His name we pray. Amen. Let's look at this verse again in the New Living Translation. It says here, uh, this is another translation, accurate, very good, but it says it a little differently. And sometimes when I need a little extra, I want to go deeper. I look at a couple of translations, and that's what we're going to do this morning. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them what? Penetrate. Deep into your heart, for they bring life and radiant health. Not good health, radiant health. How many of you are feeling radiant today? How many are not feeling radiant today? It's been a long week. Yeah, I can tell by looking in your eyes. Not looking radiant. But see, the Word of God can bring radiance, even though you didn't sleep last night. For they bring life and radiant health to anyone who discovers their meaning. Now that word discovery, I like that. You know why? Because in the Bible, I've been reading the Bible now for over 25 years, seriously. And I'm still discovering things. It's like a treasure hunt. I never stop discovering new things, more powerful things. But you know, how many of us are deeply affected by what we hear? I'll give you an example. If somebody in the back said right now, Fire! Would you have to see the smoke? Would you have to hear the fire to, to react? No, just the word, fire. Okay? Or, or screamed out, Help! You don't have to see it. It would, it, would react, it would cause a reaction in you. Or how many of us are affected by bad news when we hear really bad news? It brings you down. We're affected a lot by what we hear. But we need to make sure we're hearing the right thing. And we're listening to the right thing, not the wrong thing. What are you hearing today? What have you been hearing all week? What the Scripture is telling us is, if you hear the Word of God and you put it into practice, 
It will change your health. It'll change your life. And it'll change other people's lives. Look in Joshua chapter, look on the screen for Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Look what God said to to Joshua. Don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. What did God want to do with Joshua? He wanted to make him prosperous and successful. But what was Joshua's part in the bargain? To be careful, to not let it depart from his mouth. Meaning it's got to be in his head and it's got to be in his heart so that it would come out. Do you see? But how many times do we hear, uh, and we don't miss a television program. I know there are a few of them out there. Some of you really like, you know, I know the season ended, but uh, it's lost a little popularity, but American Idol. There are people that never miss from beginning to the end of the season. They never miss one. Not one. They can't miss it. Or whatever your favorite program is. 24 hour? What is it? 24? CSI? There's a number of them. There are people, they never miss a program. But you know what? We'll miss a time with God. And what you hear and what you see affect your life. They affect your family. And we have to make sure that we are hearing the right thing. Things that can positively influence our heart and our lives and that we apply it. We put it into practice. That was God's promise to Joshua. We're going to look at three steps today. Three practical steps today. If you want to be a doer of the Word. Alright? You don't want to just be a hearer. You want to be a doer. It means you do it. You act on it. You, you put it into practice. Number one is... You have to know the Word. How many of us really know the Word? I can't raise my hand on this one. Even though I've been studying it, I need to know it better. And I want to... How am I going to get to know it better? By reading it every day. Not once in a while. Every day. Reading the Word. Then the next thing is... You have to believe in the Word. You have to believe it has power. And one of the things that I want to share with you today, this book is not just any ordinary book. To me, this is real. This has changed my life. This is changing people's lives every day that I'm around. This is powerful. This isn't some story tale. This is real to me. This is powerful. Is it real to you? It only will become real when you believe. And then number three, you have to apply the Word. You know, it's summertime now and it gets pretty hot. If you're going to spend a few hours in the sun, for some of us, you know, if I go out in the sun for a long period of time, you know what I have to make sure I put on? Sunblock. Or I'll turn real red. And it'll burn. How many of you gotten a real bad sunburn? Yeah, it's painful, isn't it? But if you want to protect yourself from the sun, what must you do? You've got to get the sunscreen and you've got to apply it. And you know what that sunscreen does? It penetrates and goes in. Deep into your skin. And that's what we have to do with the Word. We have to apply it. And you know, a lot of us worry about the Greek with the Bible. It's not the Greek that we have trouble with. It's the English that we have trouble with. Or in some cases, el español. Okay? It's our native tongue that we have trouble with. Because we're not reading it. We're not hearing it. We're not applying it. 
We don't need to worry about the Greek. Let some other guy worry about the Greek. Let me worry about the Greek so I can help you understand it better. But most of us don't need to worry about it. We just got to focus on the English version. Right? And the simpler, the better. Not the King James version for some of us because it, 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 I don't use the King James. How thou art for the... No, we don't use that vernacular. Get a Bible. Read a Bible that is easy to understand for you because you want to get it all. You want to get the most out of it. So let's look at number one, knowing the Word. Knowing the Word makes it real. Knowing the Word makes it real. In John chapter 8, we read about it. And this is in one of our, our first Bible studies that we do with people. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. To the Jews who had believed Him, Jesus said, If you hold to My teaching, you are really My disciples. Then you will know the truth and what? The truth will set you free. Now, just in the beginning, that first phrase, to the Jews who had believed Him. You know, you could have a celebration. For the Jews to believe in Jesus was a big deal. Man, just throw a party. Wow, the Jews believe. Praise God that they believe. If you believe, amen, that's great that you believe. I'm so happy for you. But guess what? Jesus says, if that were enough, He wouldn't have said what He said. And that's why we hear what what Jesus is saying. He said, to those who have believed, if you what? Hold to my teaching. If you apply my teaching, then you are real disciples. Not fake, not false, but real disciples. See, if we're living the Word, then we're going to be real. We're not going to be fake. We're not going to be an imitation. We're going to be real. And then the fruit of it is the truth will set us Free. Free from what? Free from things that are holding us down and holding us back. You know, you can make a list right now. What are the things that are holding you back right now in your life? Keeping you from growing. What are, what's holding back your marriage? What's holding back your family? What's holding back your relationships with people around you? What's holding you down? Jesus wants to set us free and His Word will do that. Then number two... Believe in the Word. Believe in the Word. And when we believe in the Word, there's possibilities. Lots of possibilities. Look what Jesus said to the father of the son who doubted a little bit whether Jesus could do it. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. He said back to the father, If you can, Jesus said, everything is possible for who? For him who believes or her. God's an equal opportunity provider. Everybody. But we get some moaners that say, you know, well, I don't know. I got a special situation. I'm, I'm too young. This really won't work in my life. If you believe, it will be possible in your life. Well, you just don't understand my background. My background is difficult. I've had a tough situation. If you believe anything, everything is possible in your life. Well, I'm older now and it's not the same. If you believe anything, everything is possible. For him who believes. So we've got to know the Word and we've got to believe the Word. And then it has power. But it doesn't stop there. We've got to do the Word. Doing the Word. Doing the Word makes things happen. 
Many times in the Bible, if people didn't do anything, there would be no miracles. Not a one. A believer has to do something. You and I have to do something. You want an example? Let's look at some verses to talk about that. This first one here in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give and it will be given to you, right? So it implies if you want to be given to, what do you got to do first? You have to give. If you want to be, if you want to be blessed, you've got to give. Give and you will be given to. Then the next one, Matthew chapter 1, 7, verse 1, it says, Do not judge or you too will be judged. So what's the action? What do you have to do in order not to be judged? You've got to stop judging other people. If you don't want to be judged, then you've got to stop judging. You must do something. And then in Romans 12, 21, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It means you've got to do something. We've got to be doers. We've got to act out things. And then Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will, be fi- you will find, knock, and the door will be open to you. Ask, seek, and knock. Remember that earlier this year? Ask, seek, and knock. All three of those imply what? You've got to do something. You know, has anybody ever come up to you and said, hey, do something. We're in a spot here. Especially the guys. You know, the wives like to come up to the guys and say, hey, do something. Don't you see what our son and daughter is doing? They're not home yet. It's late. Do something. What do you want me to do? Okay, let's pray. But you and I have to be doers of the Word. God can't work unless we do, unless we act. And look at this other phrase here. The success of God's words in our lives depends upon the application of it. If you want God to bless your life, you've got to apply the Word. It's not about your religious background either. If you're not applying the Word today and this week, God can't bless your life. You can't see the power in it. You can't see the fruit in it. Look in this passage in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 through 3. This is God's promise to His people. And again, this was just the Old Testament law that it's talking about. We have the whole enchilada. We have the whole, the New Testament and the Old Testament. We have it all. We have the complete message. If you fully obey the the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands... I give you today, the Lord, your God, will set you high. Remember we talked about a couple weeks ago? What does God want to do with us? He wants to elevate us. He wants to elevate your life. I will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord, your God. You will be blessed in the city meaning L.A., or you will be blessed in the country, Bakersfield. Doesn't matter where you live. You will be blessed if what? Now, what about God's love? God's love is conditional or unconditional? Unconditional, right? Unconditional. Doesn't matter if you're tall, if you're short. It doesn't matter if you're thin or you're thick. I said thick. That's politically correct. Okay? Didn't say the other word. I said thick. 
doesn't matter if you have hair or you don't have hair. It doesn't matter. God loves everybody. It doesn't matter if you're doing right or you're doing wrong. If you're in a good spot today, it doesn't matter whether you're in a bad spot today. God still loves you. And he showed it. He did it to show you. But there's a difference. God's blessings, are they conditional or unconditional? They are conditional. They are conditional. Understand that. A lot of us are wondering, well, I thought God loved me. He does. But why isn't He blessing my life? Why are all these bad things happening? Why are all these situations going on in my life? Where's the blessings that I heard so much about? Well, number one, check your heart. Are you following Him for the blessing or are you following Him for love? But understand this. If you want the blessings, you've got to apply the Word. That is conditional. God can only bless your life if you're knowing the Word, if you're believing the Word, and most importantly, if you're applying the Word. I see too many, I see too many of our members that aren't being blessed the way they could be blessed, and they're going through a really hard time simply because they're not applying the Word of God. It's a tragedy when there's so many blessings out there, when things could be so much better. You could be, be showered down with blessings simply because you won't apply. And this is what God wants to do. He wants to elevate you. Look in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Make every effort to apply the benefits of these promises to your life. Then your faith will produce a life of moral excellence. Which leads to knowing God better. How many of us want to know God better? I want to know God. I want to know God that much better. But how am I going to do that? I've got to apply the Word. I've got to make effort to apply God's Word. And then I'm going to know Him. Because you can't, you can't just learn about God. It has to be an experience. Something that you live out. Something that you walk in. Study won't do it. Especially for you college students and high school students. I want to address this because you're learning information. But that will stay right here. It won't go here. When you live it, then it passes on to your heart. Then you gain a conviction about it. This is right. This is, this is something I see it. I, I believe it. It's making a difference in my life. It's changing me. And then in James, I like this. Verse. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. Don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You'll see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free... And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. How many of you have seen an ugly Christian? Ugly disciple. I'm saying act ugly. Not look ugly. Act ugly. If we're married in here, you've probably seen your husband or your wife ugly at some point, right? 
not at their best. How do people get ugly? I've been ugly. I'll admit it. How do you get ugly? See, in the morning you start off and you've you got the mirror. And you're looking at what you look like and you go, I'm a disciple. And I see God's Word. And I see, and then you turn around and then you act ugly. What happened? You forgot what you look like. You forgot who you were. You forgot you're a disciple. You forgot you're a Christian. And you're acting like that other guy. That Mr. Hyde, or no, Jack, Dr. Jekyll guy or girl. You changed. You forgot what you looked like. Now, I have to make a confession. You know, it's very important to me how I look. And I don't know why. You know, I know I'm the only one here, but especially in the department of, of hair, you know. You know, God gave it to me. I still got it. So I want to take care of it, right? God help me. But, you know, I can't leave the house unless I, you know, get myself straight, right? Can't have a big thing coming up back here, you know. Can't be off to one side and greasy and nasty. I make sure, have you ever left your house and then you forgot to comb your hair and make sure you're right and then you got out and you go, oh man, I look a wreck. I know I'm not the only guy that does that. Right? Because a lot of us, we go to a lot of trouble with the gel and the stuff. I think John may be an exception to that. Man, he's got it easy. He doesn't have to worry about that. He looks, he looks sharp. Right? But for the rest of us... But are you making sure before you leave the house that you know what you look like? And sometimes we'll be walking down the street and if we forget what we look like and if we're wondering, how do I look, what do we do? We look for a reflection somewhere. We go to the car window, right? We get the mirror, we walking by the classroom and, and we, we check ourselves out as we're walking by, right? You're not going to make it obvious to everybody, but you're checking it, okay? And then you make sure nobody's looking and then you check it out. Right? Something sticking up in the back, you, you know? Right? This scripture's talking about that. You know what life does to us? Life's like a little kid that comes up and messes your hair up. I've had that happen a few times. Little kids, they don't know what they're doing. They see your hair all nice and they come up and they just mess it all up. <laughs> Aggravating. So, what do I have to do? to go back and make sure I look right. Life circumstances, difficulties, hardship, they're going to be like a mirror for you in your life. They're going to reflect something, maybe not good in your life and in your character, right? You have an opportunity to go back to the Word and make changes. That's what this is all about. I was going to show a video today, but it didn't come out very clear about the truth mirror. It's in a public bathroom. And you got these people that walk into this public bathroom and they're looking nice and they're checking themselves in the mirror, but the mirror is different. The mirror shows their sin written across their forehead. And then they're shocked. There's one woman, she's got it across her forehead. Envy. It's like tattooed on her forehead. Envy. 
And then she's, she's trying to, to wipe it off. She gets a cloth and water and she's, she's scrubbing her face. It will not come off. Why? Because she's got to change. Then you got another guy who's got lust. Another guy, greed. Another woman, she's got, you know, her sin. Young lady, deceitfulness. Whatever it is. God's Word can help us see who we really are. Why? To make us feel bad? No, that's not the intent. God's Word, when it cuts you, when it makes you see yourself as you really are, it's not to make you feel bad. It's so that you'll change. So that you will be different. So you can be better. So you can elevate yourself. So you won't be the hothead. So that you won't be the hateful person. You won't be the discouraged person. You can be uplifted and you can have hope. That's what mirrors are for. Have you forgotten what you look like? You can always go back and check it. Look in Philippians chapter 4 verse 9. Paul saying here, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. You know, there's a phrase, obedience to God's Word is an invitation to many blessings. It's an invitation. You want some? Just obey and you'll be blessed. That's what Paul's saying. How many of us need peace in today's society? Man, I need it. There's a lot of times I need peace. And it's all about simply hearing something, what God is saying to us, and putting it into practice. And it'll settle us down. And we'll be at peace with God. And then let's close out. This is our last scripture. Now, you know, most of us that are here today have gotten saved. How did you get saved? You got saved by God's power and by Jesus' blood, right? How did you get that message? How did you hear that message? You heard that message because we have the Word of God. It's still available. It's, it's even at Walmart and Target. They sell Bibles. You can get the Bible. You can download it onto your phone. We have it. And because we have it, we can change our lives. You know, there was a movie that came out, The Book of Eli. It was a foreshadowing of what the world may become one day. The fallout, nuclear or global warming, whatever it is, they don't really go into it that much. But all the books are destroyed. There's no Bible in circulation. Except Eli. He's got a Bible. He's the main character. I don't recommend the movie. It's kind of bloody. It's a guy movie. But the amazing thing is, he's the only one, and even the Bible that he has gets taken from him. He's got no Bible. And guess what? He read it every day, so much so that he memorized the whole book, cover to cover. Memorized it. And he's able to dictate back to a writer, a scribe, what the whole thing says. To bring it back to humanity. What if you lost the Bible? What if you no longer had the Bible? Would you miss it? 
Would you miss it? Do you miss it? Have you missed it today? I want to encourage you today. This is the thing. And what we've been listening to over the weeks have been pure gold from God. Not from me, not from Josh. Josh did an outstanding job last week. But, you know, it's not about us. It's about this. This is what's going to change your life. This is what's going to make all the difference in your family and in your life. And as we saw in the video, not only is it going to change your life, it has possibilities to change so many people's lives. What we gave today is going to change lives. Many people's lives. But if we don't apply, it's like putting that money in the bank and never using it. What good is it? Whose life will it change in the bank? Now we've got to apply it. Let's read this verse. If you've been born again, you, for you have been born again, but not to a life that, is quick, that quickly ends. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal, living Word of God. Our salvation comes from right here. This is the vehicle that God used to save us. And what a precious thing we have in our hands. Do you value what you have? Then use it. Use it and apply it. What you hear today, apply it. And I want to leave you with some homework, some take-home. Okay, Whatever you've heard today, find a way to put it into practice this week. Practice what you've heard. Or if something really stuck with you, what we talked about a couple weeks ago in the, in the purpose of marriage. Holiness, wholeness, and happiness. If you remember that, apply it as a purpose in your marriage. And you will be blessed. It will change your life. God gave us this and has preserved it for thousands of years for one reason. He wants to bless your life and 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 and everybody in here. But if you don't read it, if you don't know it, you don't believe it, you don't apply it, He can't work. The Word of Jesus, the message of Jesus, greatest message ever heard it came from right here it comes from right here let's hold on to it let's use god's word apps amen let's pray for the communion and we're going to take the communion and i i my prayer is that today god will will bless you let's pray father we thank you this morning for your word thank you for preserving what we have god i pray that today we can leave here all of us Determined to put it into practice, to live what we've heard, to put it, to apply it to our lives, to let it deeply penetrate.